0: I'm Paul Menzenmire with High Cotton Farms in Ballinger, Texas. You're listening to the latest news in Texas, agriculture on Texas Ag Today.
1: Welcome to Texas Ag Today, a daily look at the latest news in Texas agriculture. Texas Ag Today is produced by the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network, with the largest farm news team in the Lone Star State. Now here's the host of Texas Ag Today, Jessica Donnell.
2: Hello, Texas! It is great to have you once again for another edition of Texas Ag Today. Jump on in with me, buckle up, and let's take a ride around the Lone Star State, as we cover the most important industry in this greatest state in the nation, Texas agriculture. In the news today, the drought is impacting Texas hay production. We'll have more on that coming up as we kick off today's show. My name is Jessica Domel. I'm your host, and I'm part of the largest and most experienced farm news team in the Lone Star State. We're all standing by to bring you the latest news in Texas agriculture, from the Piney Woods of East Texas to the rocky ranges of the Trans-Pecos, and from the Panhandle all the way down to the Rio Grande Valley. For Texas High Plains farmers, there's not
3: much they can do about the weather circumstances that have hurt their crops this season but they can fight back against the bugs that are out in their fields. I'm James Hunt and we'll have that story on Texas Ag Today.
4: The Texas corn producers were among the agricultural organizations informing Austin legislative staff members about the food and fiber production system. I'm Tom Nicoletti and I'll have that story from Luling on Texas Ag Today.
5: This is Jim Hearn in the Rio Grande Valley. It's harvest time in extreme South Texas. Hot, dry, windy weather continues. We'll have those stories and more in today's report.
2: We'll have those stories, news from Washington, Texas Wildlife News, and a complete look at the markets coming up. A lack of rain and higher input costs are impacting Texas hay production. Carrie Martin has more.
6: The ongoing drought is putting a huge dent in Texas hay production this year. Brad Finley is a custom hay baler in Denton County, north of Fort Worth.
7: The drought's been really hard. We had a dry winter, so we had no winter grasses, and it's been a dry spring, so the grass hasn't produced, which affects my income because I'm not getting to bale as much hay, and the folks are having to find alternative sources for hay.
6: And he's seen a dramatic cut in how much he's baling this year.
7: Uh, my production is probably off by two-thirds compared to a normal year. It's uh, I have a lot of small fields, so what normally would have made 20, ground bales were made five this year. Uh, I got one customer that his first cutting is normally 100 ground bales and he made 20 this year. So it's it's off by two-thirds to three-quarter percent off.
6: Finley says he's dealing with the same issues everyone else is fighting with short supplies and increasing costs for everything and that's caused him to raise his rates.
7: Well, I had to go up on my prices in order to, you know, there's some costs you just have to pass on. And they're aware of those also because they're in the same boat. So, yeah, it's, you know, I had, I had to raise my prices that Everybody else has.
6: Finley says he's afraid this year is shaping up to be very similar to 2011. John Conaway is a cattle producer in Brown County in central Texas, and he agrees with Finley. He says 2022 may even top the 2011 drought.
7: I think it's worse just because of the amount of time we've had since we really have had running water. Um uh, back then it was, it was definitely dry. We definitely had grass issues. We called cattle in as well, but I don't remember us running out of surface water in as many places as we are now. And this kind of goes back. We haven't had really good running water in our part of Brown County since 2020. And, uh, We've only had about eight and a half inches this year, and if you look at the fall of 2021 last year, we really got no rain at all through the fall. So we went into 2022 with a huge deficit, no rain, and then we, we've had very little, you know, going forward.
6: John Conaway in Brown County. The National Corn Growers Association is concerned about a move by the Environmental Protection Agency that could restrict access to a critical crop protection tool. The EPA says it's revising its registration for atrazine, a well-studied herbicide essential to farming. NCGA President Chris Edgington says the new labeling requirements will impose difficult new restrictions and mitigation measures on the herbicide, limiting how much product farmers can use. He says the latest development marks a step backward in EPA's commitment to transparency and using the best available science. I'm Kerry Martin on the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network.
2: High Plains farmers should be on the lookout for pests this time of year. James Hunt has that report. With much Texas High Plains cotton already
3: lost to drought and other weather issues, farmers don't want to lose any more to bugs. Here's advice from Mark Brown of Plains Cotton Growers. In fields that
7: have not reached bloom yet, we need to be continuing to watch for flea hoppers. And then also in all of these fields, especially if you do not have bollgard 3 cotton, need to be monitoring for bollworms because we have found some levels of bollworms in some of these fields. And the last thing I'd say about insects is that in a drought year like this, we know that grasshoppers tend to be worse just because of survival of those nymphs.
3: Brown also says it's a good time for cotton farmers to assess plant development to determine if it's time for things like growth regulators. On the corn side, Russell French of Pioneer Hybrid says spider mites are out there once again. His advice to farmers before they spray is follow the label carefully to avoid crop damage and also...
7: Definitely do not tank mix a synthetic pyrethroid with your miticide because that will kill the beneficial insects and cause the spider mites to flare even worse.
3: French also says as the season progresses, it's important to monitor your water even if you have good irrigation.
7: to run these pivots slower and get a good soak while we're there. You know, the fewer revolutions we make, the less we lose to evaporation. So, you know, most growers find where they have five gallons breaker per minute in that vicinity, you know, we're we're set on one and a half to two inch revolutions on their center pivots. In the sand, we like to be, it doesn't have the holding capacity that the tighter ground does. So our sand circles are usually on about an inch pass because they need to go around just a little faster because we just don't have the water holding capacity
3: I'm James Hunt on the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network.
2: Urban and rural legislative staff members learned more about where their food comes from at a recent field day. Tom Nicoletti joins us with more.
4: Gina Shugerek with the Texas Corn Producers was one of several presenters at a recent legislative ag field day in Luling.
8: Yes, it was. it's very important for us to have relationships, not just with consumers, but with people that are working on policy, like these staffers, that they can have someone to reach out to where if they have questions about ag that they could ask us. And not everyone knows, but most Americans are three generations removed from the farm, so they just may not know what's going on. If they see something on social media, they might have a question about it, and it's important for us to be able to have relationships with those people so that we can talk to them, invite them out to the farm, and tell them our story.
4: There were about 30 Austin uh, legislative staffers here today, many representing urban areas and rural areas, so it's certainly uh, important to get word out to both areas of the state.
8: Absolutely, so the legislative staffers that are here are from all over the state, but the idea that we need to connect consumers and policymakers to the actual people growing the food and fiber for our country, it applies throughout the state. Doesn't matter if it's South Texas, North Texas, everywhere it applies
4: and even more so in the urban areas cuz obviously that's where you're trying to get that message across.
8: For sure. So it seems like there's a distinction between urban and rural. It's just a disconnect though. Our kids know that we have to drive to the city to get whatever we need cuz we don't have it in rural America. We have small towns, we have small shops, we just don't have what's there. But sometimes the kids that are in the urban cities, they may not know what's in the rural areas. There's not a need to go to them. So they may or may not realize that their food is being grown there. So Absolutely. It's important to connect with those from the urban areas, for sure.
4: In Luling, that is Gina Schuierich with the Texas Corn Producers. I'm Tom Nicoletti for the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network.
2: It's harvest time in the Rio Grande Valley. Jim Hearn joins us with an update.
5: Valley producers are getting ready to harvest. The harvest of grain sorghum, corn, and sunflowers is underway. The harvest of sesame should start next month along with the cotton harvest. Early reports from sorghum fields show yields hitting 45 to 6,500 pounds per acre. Now, some of the late sorghum is still battling midge and armyworms. Early sesame fields are drying down now, should be ready for harvest in early July. Soybeans have also started to dry down. That harvest should also start next month. Early harvest numbers for sunflowers, that yield's also looking good. Many sunflower and sorghum in northern Hidalgo County will not be harvested. It was ruined from hail damage, resulting in multi-million dollar losses for those producers. The cotton crop is finishing. The heat and dry weather is really causing the heat units to soar. Now, we have a lot of open bowls at the bottom of the plants and blooming, of course, out the top. The tropical season has started to get a little more interesting. Three areas of low pressure, now one in the Gulf of Mexico, the remnants of a cold front, that could bring South Texas a chance for rain. The other two areas, well out in the Atlantic and the Caribbean, well, they're far from the Rio Grande Valley. Valley weather, though, has been hot and dry, with heat indexes hitting 105 to 110. With harvest time here, it would be great to have, say, the next 30 days stay hot and dry. but you know, Mother Nature doesn't always cooperate. This is Jim Hearn in the Rio Grande Valley.
2: Texas isn't the only state in the nation suffering from drought conditions. According to the U.S. Department of Agriculture, 40 percent or more of the nation remains in drought for a record-setting period. USDA's Rod Bain and USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey join us with more
6: the record-setting length of our nation's drought continues to expand, as USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey points out. We still have more than 40 percent of the country in drought, and that has been going on for what is coming up on two years, going all the way back to September of 2020. The previous record in the drought monitor era, which goes back to 1999, was set during the historic drought of 2012-2013, and during that drought, our longest streak of 40 percent drought coverage was just 68 eight consecutive weeks. So we have gone far beyond that. We've gone a half a year beyond that point. With no end to this streak in sight, although Rippey says signs were hopeful last month to such an end. Did dip to about the mid-40s in mid-June, but now we've headed back the other direction in late June, almost to half the country back in drought.
2: That was USDA's Rod Bain and USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey. Horn flies are a major pest for pastured cattle, and they can impact cattle performance. Texas veterinarian Dr. Bob Judd has more on that coming up next right here on Texas Ag Today. After my first car accident, I feared the biggest damage would be to my wallet. I expected a mountain of bills and a long, drawn-out process. But my Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent was there when I needed her and helped me get back on my feet and in my car in no time. Instead of a hassle, I got reassurance and a quick recovery.
9: Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to find an agent who's there when you need them most. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation.
1: We're keeping you informed on everything happening in Texas agriculture on Texas Ag Today.
2: Horn flies are a major problem and they can impact your cattle's performance. Dr. Bob Judd joins us with more
0: hopefully you have already been using horn fly control methods on your cattle. It has been shown that the economic injury level of horn flies is 200 flies per animal, and animals with more than 200 flies will show decreased performance. This includes causing cattle to change their grazing patterns and behavior, reduces milk production, and weight gain. Calf weaning weights in these cows have been shown to be decreased up to 20 pounds in a Nebraska study when the mama cow received no horn fly control. Horn flies can also negatively affect Stalkers and replacement heifers weight gains up to 18%. David Boxler indicates at drovers.com that monitoring horn fly numbers on your cattle is important and the best time to do this is in the morning when flies are normally found on the shoulders, top line, and sides. Flies move to the belly in the afternoon and it is more difficult to count these flies. The best treatment can be recommended by your bovine veterinarian as they are familiar with products that work in your local area. Dust bags are effective if set up so cattle have to pass through on their way to water. This will be effective if cattle only have one water source, but you must force the cattle to go under the bags. Sprays can also be used as long as you cover the entire animal, and sprays will be effective for 7 to 14 days depending on the product you use. Porones can also be used but only last 7 to 21 days and require the cattle be in an alley to apply, which is labor-intensive and stressful on the cattle. Feed-through products are effective, but must be started very early in the fly season, so it is really too late for this year. Using two insecticide fly tags for animal can be effective but may not last the entire fly season in Texas. I'm Dr. Bob Judd.
2: On our last two episodes, we told you about a whole ecosystem assessment that has taken place in Matagorda Bay, seeking to understand the bay and what makes threatened and endangered sea turtles and shorebirds call it home. The assessment has taken place over the last two and a half years and is wrapping up now. Dr. Pamela Plotkin, director of the Texas Sea Grant Program at Texas A&M University, says the research has affirmed that sea turtles don't necessarily stay in Matagorda Bay.
10: They'll go in there and they'll use that habitat, but when a cold front comes through, they will, in some instances, move out of Matagorda Bay into warmer waters. And we saw that on a number of occasions.
2: The assessment of the sea turtle population and the bay's ecosystem will be used as a baseline to compare future events, whether positive or negative.
10: As Matagorda Bay continues to be developed... By industry and for fishing, both commercial fishing and recreational fishing. We now have a better understanding of what the turtle's needs are and where they occur. And so you can develop management strategies that will allow that development and that use of Matagorda Bay to continue in a way that is not going to threaten the endangered species that are there.
2: That can help guide conservation and recovery efforts. The assessment is wrapping up now, and the information will be made available to the public later on this year or in early 2023.
10: We still have a little bit of work to do to wrap it up, but we're all going to put our pieces together and, and have a really great story to tell.
2: That was Dr. Pamela Plotkin. This shortened week has been a roller coaster for the commodity markets. How did things shape up for us on Friday? We'll take a good look at the livestock, cotton, grain, energy, and financial markets coming up next. Keep it right here on Texas Ag Today.
0: Attention farmers and ranchers ages 18 to 35. Texas Farm Bureau has an amazing opportunity to highlight individual achievements, discuss complex agricultural issues, Share your Texas Ag story and be rewarded. Full-time producers can apply for the Outstanding Young Farmer and Rancher Contest for a chance to win a $60,000 prize package. Part-time producers and those individuals involved in other ag industries can participate in the Excellence in Agriculture Contest for a chance to win a $15,000 prize package. Actively contributing and growing in agriculture and the Texas Farm Bureau has its benefits like cash prizes and recognition for a job well done. For more details and an application, visit texasfarmbureau.org. Applications are due August 4th. We're
1: giving you the market information you need on Texas Ag Today
2: after starting the day higher on friday the cattle complex started trading lower following the release of a disappointing export report from the u.s department of agriculture august live cattle down 60 cents to 133.95 october live cattle down 90 cents to 138.95 feeder cattle traded lower for much of the day friday due to corn trading higher August feeder cattle down 75 cents to 171.72. September feeder cattle down a dollar 32 to 174.72. Boxed beef was mixed Friday, choice up 7 cents to $268.14. Select down a dollar 23 to $241.35. Now let's check those livestock auctions. We're walking the pens with Larry Marble. Here's Brian Lentzman from Seguin Cattle Company.
0: First sale after the fourth of July. How did it go, Brian?
9: They ended up with nine hundred and eighteen heads. Those two to three weight steers, a dollar twenty to a dollar eighty-seven, three to four weights, a dollar forty-five to a dollar eighty-eight, four to fives, dollar thirty-two to a dollar eighty-seven, five to sixes, a dollar twenty-six to a dollar six to seven weights, a dollar to a dollar fifty-nine, with the seven to eight weight steers, a dollar twenty-nine to a dollar fifty-one. Heifer mates, uh, two to three weights, a dollar twenty-four to a dollar seventy-seven, three to four weights. $1.30 to $1.65. Four to five weights, $1.15 to $1.63. Five to six weights, $1.16 to $1.60. And six 700-pound heifers, $1.15 to $1.40. Cow in, end, we ended up with right at 300 head of cows. Uh, top end of the cows bring 91 cents. Them middle-aged palpated cows up to 800 with pairs bringing up to 1,025. Top end of the bulls, dollar today. today. Sheep and goats ended up with 1,167 head of them. Top end of the nannies, $325. With those kid goats bringing up to three sixty-five, and when you get to those Dorper ewes from one hundred and ten to two hundred dollars, lamb was bringing from two twenty to two sixty-five. So, like I said, it was it was all good.
0: What do you know for next week? We
9: start on Monday. Got cattle to pick up, so I'm sure next week going to be a thousand plus.
0: Tell everybody how to get a hold of you, Brian.
9: You can give us a call at eight three zero three seven nine 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 five five, or you can give me a call on my cell phone at 830-305-0652. And people, you know, if you got any questions. Or concerns, please just give a call.
0: It's on the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. I'm Larry Marble. I put it all together and I like it so much. Going to keep doing it.
2: July, lean hogs down 40 cents to 112.85. August, lean hogs down 32 cents to 109.17. July, class three milk rose 13 cents to 22.77 a hundred weight. August, class three milk fell six cents to 21.78 a hundred weight. After several sessions of trading lower, cotton began to trade higher again on Friday after India announced it will extend the deadline to import cotton tax-free to the end of October. October cotton up 279 points to 102.61. December cotton up 375 points to 95.63. July corn up 31 and a quarter to 778 and a quarter. September corn up 24 and a quarter to 633 and a quarter. July hard red wheat rose 59 and three quarters Friday to 950 and three quarters. September hard red wheat up 56 and a half to 945 and three quarters. August natural gas fell 24 cents Friday to 604. September natural gas down 28 cents to 598. August crude oil rose $2.23 Friday to $104.96. September crude oil rose $2.42 to $101.67 a barrel. The Dow up 70 points to $31,455. The S&P 500 rose 8 points to $3,911. The Nasdaq up 27 points to $11,648. Well, that wraps up our look at the markets and that wraps up this edition of Texas Ag Today. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you join us next time for the latest news in Texas agriculture. I'm Jessica Domel and I hope to see you then.
1: Thanks for listening to Texas Ag Today. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. For more Texas Ag news and information,